0: Shalom, everyone. This is Brother Gideon Levitam, and this session I would like to continue together with you with the study of Leviticus chapter 23. To remind you that uh, in the Hebrew we called we call this uh, uh, book Vayikra, come from the first word of the whole book of Leviticus, where God called Moses, called Aaron, called the people of Israel out of the tabernacle and gave Israel instruction as to how he would like our people of old to approach him, specifically with respect to the sacrificial uh, system, and yet additional information is we studied the whole book of Vaikra, Leviticus. Well, uh, today we are going to continue with the 23rd chapter. And I would really want to deal today with just one single verse in Leviticus chapter 23. Let me just read you this very interesting verse. Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 22. Look what the Lord says to Israel. And when ye reap the harvest of your land, thou shalt not make clean riddance of the corners of thy field when thou reapest, neither shalt thou gather any gleaning of thy harvest. Thou shalt leave them unto the poor. Anin in Hebrew, and to the stranger, Ger in Hebrew, I am the Lord your God. One single verse. This verse is really a very important verse because it is right in the middle of the seven feasts that God gave the nation of Israel. To remind you, That if you just look at a chart, and the chart uh, presents before us the seven feasts. And we began, if you remember, with the study of the uh, Feast of Pesach. Then we continue with the Feast of uh, Unleavened Bread. Pesach is Passover. Matzot is Unleavened Bread. And then thirdly, we went to the what is known in Hebrew, Chag HaKatzir, the first foods, the Feast of First Foods. And then 50 days after was the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Shavuot or Pentecost. If you remember in the study together, we knew, we knew and we have learned that these four feasts basically come in the spring season. When we started, uh, the Feast of Passover was on the 14th day of the month of Nisan. The Feast of Unleavened Bread, Chag was on the 15th day of the month of Nisan. Then any first day of the week that coming after will be right within that week. It will be the Feast of First Fruits, Chag And then 50 days after, Seven weeks after would be the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost or in Hebrew, Shavuot. And if you remember correctly, these four feasts represented the death of the Messiah, the perfect life, sinlessness of the Messiah, the resurrection of the Messiah, and if you remember, the Feast of Weeks represented the presentation of the new covenant, which was a, a accomplished through the shed blood of the Messiah, which brought about the, if you remember, the two wave loaves represented the Jewish and the Gentile world, which had leaven in and together presented before the Lord as a picture, of course. And those. Uh, 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 th- those two wave laws speaks of the uh, body of Messiah, which was already began to be built right after the resurrection of the uh, Lord Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, the coming of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit of God. And uh, f- if you remember, the building up of what is known the, to, to us today, the Ecclesia, the Assembly, the Kehillah, the church, the the body of Messiah. Now, immediately, uh, uh, from here on, you will notice now, uh, uh, my dear friend, that verse 22 is placed right here in the middle because verse 23 on takes us all the way to the seventh month in the Hebrew calendar, the month of Tishrei. So from Nisan... And then Sivan, and then Iyar, sometime those first three months, Nisan, Sivan, Iyar, sometime in the middle of Iyar, uh, the third month in the Hebrew calendar, that's where the Feast of uh, Shavuot um, were to be kept by the nation of Israel. From this Iyar up till the time of Tishrei, this is the seventh month in the a Hebrew calendar, there is no feasts until the first day of the month of Tishrei, which we're going to touch about it as we are going to move along to the fall feasts of the Lord that He had given to the people of Israel. But right in between! We see we read this very interesting verse leviticus twenty three and verse twenty two and we really notice that God commanded the people of Israel that when they enter into the land and they sow the seed and they reap the harvest, that they will not take it completely or glean everything, no, but Israel was a exalted to leave some for the uh, poor and for the stranger now this is very interesting because imagine for about four and a half i should say for about three and a half months in between between uh, Nissan, sivan yal That's where we have the feast of uh, uh, Pentecost from Ia all the way to the seventh month, which is Tishrei, about three and a half to four months that the people of Israel were not required to keep any feast, and at the same time they are required to leave some of the thing, some of the crop on the ground for two groups of people, the poor in Hebrew we call it Ani, and a stranger, in Hebrew we call it the gil. Now, just to make sure that we understand that if Israel as a nation did not accept Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, at his first coming, which is really seen, Passover represented the death of the Messiah, and then, of course, the... Uh, uh, Life of the Messiah, the resurrection of the Messiah, and the feast of Pentecost, the establishment of the new covenant and the building of the assembly, the church, the assembly, the church, the ecclesia began sometimes at about 30 or, or something A.D. where the uh, Holy Spirit of God came and formed the body of Christ, the body of Mashiach. Some 2000 years ago, all those who began the, you might say, the assembly, the church, the ecclesia were Jewish people in the cities of Jerusalem and in the north, in Galilee. The the church, the assembly began with, you might say, 100% Jewish believers in Yeshua, the Messiah. And if you remember, the Lord Yeshua, Jesus, told them, if you remember in Acts chapter 1, he told them before he have gone back to heaven. And I just want to read this verse to you, very interesting verse. I read it already before. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, the Lord Yeshua the Messiah, before his ascension to heaven, he said to them, Ye shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Judea, this is Yehuda, Samaria, this is the Shomron, and then unto the uttermost parts of the earth. In other words, from the time that the Feast of Pentecost began, the preaching of the gospel went beyond the borders of Israel by these early apostles. And the early individuals that have accepted Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, as their Messiah, Lord and Savior, they were now the foundation of the ecclesia, the church. They were the ones that have gone to the world and began to preach the message of the grace of God. This is fascinating because indeed, they began in Jerusalem. Then they continued a little bit further beyond the city of Jerusalem, Samaria. I should say Judea first, and then Samaria beyond that. And then they went to the uttermost parts of the earth. And the very fact that there are so many believers in the world in which we live in today, what we call Christian or Meshichim, followers of Yeshua, Jesus from Nazareth, those are people, all of us, have come because they were faithful to preach the message of the gospel. And if you notice, it is very interesting because specifically in this 22nd verse of the uh, Leviticus ch- chapter 23, you can see that this is an interval. This is what we call it hafzakah. In Hebrew, we call it hafzakah. It is a break between the spring feasts, And the fall feasts. And these three and a half months in between, three to four months in between, really represent the age in which we live in today. Israel, our people as a nation, has not yet accepted that Yeshua is the Messiah. Obviously, the last 2,000 years since the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, was born in Bethlehem lived in Nazareth, died outside of Jerusalem, was resurrected outside in Jerusalem, and then ascended to heaven from Mount of Olives for 2,000 years, Israel as a nation is still not established by God and restored fully to the Lord. Oh yes, there is a state today and we are very thankful that God restored our people to, in some small way, to the land, and that there is a nation called Israel today in the land since 1948. But, my dear friend, for 2,000 years our own Jewish people haven't had a homeland scattered throughout the world. It was one one of... My grandfather and grandmother in both parts of my family have have been one of those who were scattered all over the world. And by God's grace, they returned to the land. And my father and my mother were in the land born, and our, and our family were born and grown up in the land of Israel. But still, our people of Israel are still without that which God has in mind for the nation. But in a meanwhile... The gospel is going beyond the borders of Israel. And you know, beloved friend, listen. These are the two beautiful expressions. The poor, notice that, in verse 22 of Leviticus chapter 23, which really (coughs) represent for us the church age, the assembly era, the period of time in which we live in these days for some 2,000 years. The message of the gospel—that God so loved the world that He have given His only begotten Son, the Messiah, the Messiah, the Savior—have gone to all the nations of the world, and there are millions over the last two thousand years that came to believe in the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and in His Son, the Messiah, the Messiah who was willing to give his life a ransom for many and so it is so beautiful that people like myself and hopefully you as well became believers in the Messiah today having our sins forgiven known uh, uh, came to know that uh, we needed a, a savior we have sinned we have come short of the glory of god and god is building the ecclesia, the called out one, and you notice the poor and the stranger. It's very interesting because the poor in Hebrew ani are the people who are not only poor financially, but are poor in spirit. They recognize that they need God. In in the feasts. In the days of, of Israel, in past history, Israel were responsible to take care of the poor and not to glean everything but live in the corners for the poor that he or she or they will be able to feed, to be fed and, ta- and be taken care of. Well, isn't it amazing how the message of the grace of God goes to all the world? who is really poor in a sense of helpless, without hope. And God always makes a provision, and it's not only physical provision, but it is spiritual provision. By simply coming and feeding on the person of Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, who became the bread of God, the man, the manna, who came from heaven to pay for our sin. But you notice, It's not only for the poor, but it was for the ger. In Hebrew we call it ger, the stranger. The stranger represents the non-Jewish individual, the Gentile, the goy. And the word ger comes from the Hebrew word gar, lagu, to live near the people of Israel. In other words, these people, who are not Jewish, but they lived among our people in days of old, and they believed in the God of Israel. They believed in the God of the Bible. They left paganism. They left that which was contrary to God. And they believed in the God of Israel. Like the Thessalonians, if you read 1 Thessalonians in the New Testament, they forsaken idols. They turn away from idols. To believe in the true and living God, the God of Scripture, the God of creation, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In Hebrew we say Elohei Avraham Yitzchak the Yaakov. Well, very interesting because with this verse, 20, 22nd verse of Leviticus chapter 23, we can see that it will represent. The age in which we live in—it's like the, the the present day in in Hebrew we call Hafsaqa. In between, there is no feasts, and as you uh, as you and I have learned so far, it represent uh, the time in which we live in today, where the ecclesia is being built until one day God will restore once again the people of Israel to himself. Now, there are two verses that I want to read that are very, very interesting. In the book of Acts, I'm going to read in the New Testament, in Acts chapter 15, uh, verse 13. I just want to read that. It is the early days of the church age, the assembly, where the believers were gathered together in the city of Jerusalem, and there was a council there where they... They wanted to know what is going on in this present day. They were dealing with many issues. And how? Because it was a transitional period. And the Lord have taught them that now is the gospel goes beyond the borders of Israel to all the people of the world. That because all need to receive forgiveness of sins if they will only turn to the Savior. Notice what we read. It's very beautiful verses. It says here, in Acts 15, verse 13, and after they had held their peace, James, Jacob, answered, saying, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. Simon has declared how God, listen to this, at first did visit the Gentiles to take out, listen to that, to take out of them a people for himself. You see, what we learn here, that now during this age of the assembly, the ecclesia, the church age, God is taking out of the Gentiles the people for himself. In other words, these people, who are people who are coming from every people, tongues, and nations, who recognize that they are sinners by nature and they need a Savior. And they need someone to forgive their sins. They have heard the message of the gospel. And they have acknowledged that the Lord Jesus, that the Lord Yeshua is indeed the Savior, the Redeemer. From among the nations of the world. And it's so wonderful because everyone needs a Savior. You need a Savior. I need a Savior. Jew and Gentile alike, we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So, James Yaakov, in the council in the city of Jerusalem, in the early days, some 2,000 years ago, when the church had its foundation, they have recognized that God is now taking, and notice it says, God visited the Gentile, the Goim." To take out, notice, not the whole world will become believers. We wish for that and God longed for that. But God is taking out of the nations of the world. As it says here in verse 14, a people for his name. So what we learn here that it's not only that the Jewish believers of first century that preached the gospel to the nations of the world were the part of the assembly of the ecclesia, but together with them, there were many, 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 many people from every people, tongue, and nation who became believers. And together, Jew and Gentile united in Messiah, in Christ are making that one body called the body of Messiah. The apostle, a Shaul Paul, had to remind the Romans as well. And I want to read to you another verse from the Brita HaChadasha, from the New Covenant in Romans chapter 11. He said, because people are wondering, so what happened with Israel? Israel didn't accept the Messiah at the first coming. So does Israel have any hope? Will Israel ever will receive the promises that God promised to the nation through the prophets? Did God for, did God uh, uh, forsaken his promises to Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov? Is God true to his word? All what he promised to Israel of a great, this messianic kingdom, where the Messiah will come and will reign and rule over the nation of Israel, and there will be an age of shalom. Did God stop it? Is his promises set aside? Well, beloved friend, no. He will surely fulfill his promises to Israel. But in this present day, as we have learned from the Scripture so far, God is now uh, um, giving to us this age of the church of the assembly where Jew and Gentile are united together in one body. Even though Israel as a nation, our own people as a nation, haven't yet come to accept that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah. But notice that. In uh, Romans chapter eleven, it says Paul is writing to the uh, local assembly at Rome. There were believers in the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. They were part of the assembly, part of the church. But he reminded them. He says, "I say then, Romans eleven one, has God cast away His people?" He's speaking about the nation of Israel. It says God forbid, for I am also an Israeli or Israelite of the seed of abraham of the tribe of benjamin god has not cast away his people which he foreknew what ye not what the scripture saith of isaiah and he began to quote the prophet isaiah and then he said in verse five even so then at this present time also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. In other words, Paul reminded the Romans that now at this present age, which is represented in verse 22 of Leviticus chapter 23, there is a remnant from among the people of Israel, which include Jewish believers like myself and many, many others formed the first century like uh, uh, Peter, James, and John and all these early Hebrew believers and through them many others came to know the Lord Yeshua the Messiah from among the people of Israel but a small remnant in comparison to the rest of the nation but together with those whom God have chosen out of the Gentile world We are making together the body of Messiah. So, God did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. Acts 15 and verse 14. And Romans chapter 11 and verse 5. Even so, among Israel, there is at this present time also a remnant according to the election of grace. So, beloved friend, and I'm going back to uh, the book of uh, Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 22, where it says, And when ye reap the harvest out of your land, thou shalt not make clean riddance of the corners of thy field when thou reapest, neither shalt thou gather any gleaning of thy harvest. Thou shalt leave them unto the poor, And unto the stranger, I am the Lord your God. And So if you continue on after the next verses, you will notice that we are moving all the way from the spring to the fall. From the uh, first four spring season feasts to the next three fall season feasts. But in between, we have this one single verse which speaks about the poor and the stranger that will enjoy to glean and they, you might say, will be fed and it really represents before us the days in which we live in where the gospel go to all the nations of the world. It is wonderful because every one of us that have accepted the Lord Yeshua the Messiah, we are really part of this assembly Ecclesia Kehila called out one church the word church comes from the Greek word ecclesia it means called out individuals it doesn't speak about a building it doesn't speak about any cement and wood it doesn't speak about any physical structure it means it speaks about believers living souls who have accepted the messiah jesus and became part of that assembly the lord yeshua the messiah said in matthew chapter 16 i will build my assembly my ecclesia my kehila and the gates of hades shall not prevail against it and so for the next for for the last two thousand years since the assembly the kehila the church the the called out one was born the gospel message is going forth to all the nations of the world and both poor and stranger, Jewish and Gentile, Yehudi, Vagoi, who truly repent and confess their sins. They became part of this kehilah, this assembly. Now I would like to remind all of us that the church, the Kehilah, the assembly, is not an earthly company. Oh, they get saved, they get saved, they get forgiven here on earth. But the body of Messiah, the body of Christ, is a heavenly company with a heavenly hopes. The hope is to be with the Lord in heaven, with the Messiah in heaven. Israel is an earthly nation. Chosen people here upon the face of this earth. To Israel, our people, God had given a land called the land of Canaan. To Israel, God had promised a kingdom, a messianic kingdom which will surely come to pass. But to the assembly, he did not give these promises here on earth. But the promises was to receive forgiveness of sins and to be part of this Wonderful company called the Ecclesia, called out once, which will spend eternity with the Lord in heaven. Now, I want you to notice another interesting verse. It's found in the 1st Corinthians, in the New Testament, in chapter 10. And the apostle Shaul Paul was an amazing theologian, we might say. He received a revelation from the Lord, unique revelation concerning the body of Christ, the body of Messiah, the heavenly company. Him, you might say, and Moshe. Shaul, Paul, and Moshe, Moses, were unique individuals. Moshe gave to our people Israel the law. Shaul, Paul, received from the Lord this, you might say, present-day information concerning the grace of God. Moshe have led our people, Israel gave them instruction as to how to live here on earth and uh, uh, gave them the assurance that God will bring them one day into the land and will fulfill all the promises to Israel. Shaul Paul gave the promises to the uh, people of God today concerning the truth that we know as the heavenly company that belong to the Lord that came from heaven. Paul, Shaul Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 32, he says, Give none offense, neither to the Jews, to the Jewish people, nor to the Gentiles, to the goyim, to the nations, Neither to the assembly of God. You see, today we have three groups in this world. Some of us are Jewish, some of us from the nation, from the Gentile world. But out of these two groups, God have this group called the Church, the Ecclesia, the called out one, the Kehila, this heavenly company that are forgiven. While we are all here physically, part of all the nations. Some of us belong to this country, this nation, another one to this nation, another one to another nation. Here on earth, our relationship with our families and our people are the way God had given to us. The Jew is a Jew and the Gentile is a Gentile, but the believers, they are part of the assembly, the ecclesia. They are forgiven. They are called out, out to become a testimony to the Lord. And not only this, they are called out to have this amazing, this glorious hope to be once and for eternity with the Lord in His presence in heaven. In a sense, you and I, if you and I are believers in the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, we are the poor and we are the strangers whom the Lord had brought in to have a relationship with himself. Now, 2,000 years have passed by already since the assembly was born. And you know very well that while it is so glorious, there is a hope to be with the Lord, and there is assurance of salvation. You remember the verse that we have in Scripture, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. This is a wonderful assurance. And today as we share the gospel, we uh, we minister the word of God, we tell people about the love of God, and that we all have broken the law, and we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, but there is forgiveness. And the message of the gospel go on, and many, many turn uh, to him. If you will read, in the early days of the assembly, in Acts chapter 1, there were only 120 individuals in the upper room waiting for the Spirit of God to come. And the church, the assembly, the Kehillah, in Hebrew we say Kehillah, began with 120 Then later on, as you read throughout the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 41, additional 3,000 souls right there in Jerusalem, Israel, have accepted the fact that Yeshua was the Messiah. The assembly, the church, the heavenly company began to grow, not only to grow spiritually, but to grow numerically, more and more become believers in the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. If you read a little bit later, in Acts chapter 4, you will notice that additional 5,000 souls have accepted the Messiah through the preaching of the early apostles. And the ecclesia grew, even though in the early days there were all Jewish people in the land of Israel, but it's only the beginning. As time went on, by the time you read the book of Acts in the New Testament, When uh, Philip went to Samaria, the Samaritans became believers. And then Peter went to, uh, um, uh, later on, to Caesarea, and uh, the Gentiles came in. And then from there on, they were scattered all over the nations of the world, and they were preaching the gospel to whosoever will listen to the message of the Besorah, the gospel. And many became children of God, forgiven. It's sad that there are many also who refuse to accept the Messiah, the Christ. That the Lord Jesus died for them, was buried and rose again. Many refuse, many refuse today. But it began with the power of God, with the Holy Spirit of God, uh, the message of the gospel went forth to all the nations of the world. And until today, thank God for faithful messengers. Shlichim, that God give them the grace to teach the message of the grace of God. That there is no way for salvation except through the person of the Lord Jesus, Yeshua the Messiah that not works and not human merit will avail to receive forgiveness of sins. And so the preaching of the gospel has gone throughout the nation of the world and the poor, the ani, and the stranger, the ger. They became believers, many became believers, including those of us that have already trusted that Yeshua is indeed the Messiah. But you see, ladies and gentlemen, my dear friend, sadly, things begin good. But slowly and surely, things do change and are no longer the same as they used to be. I just want to read to you a verse in the book of uh, Acts chapter 2. There in Acts chapter 2, we find out how everything began very beautiful. It says here, and I'm going to find this verse, Act chapter 2 and verse 46. And they continue daily with one accord. In the temple, you remember, it's about 30, 30-something 30 AD, the temple was still in existence in the land of Israel. It was Titus who destroyed Jerusalem and the Temple in about 70 AD massacred so many, burned the Temple in Jerusalem, took many slaves to Rome, but God promised that he will restore one day the nation of Israel to himself. But from their time on the disciples. The believers in Yeshua preached the message of the gospel, both to the Jews and to the Gentiles, and many came to faith. But it began very well, as it says here in verse 46, they continued daily with one accord in the temple, and a breaking of bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people, And the Lord, listened. the Lord added to the assembly, the kehilah, daily, such as would be saved. In other words, in the days, in the early days of the church, of the assembly, of the kehilah, the people of God have enjoyed one another. It began very well. God was adding, God was blessing, in spite of all that went on. Through the message of the gospel, many became believers in the Lord Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah. Well, while everything began good, time passes by. And you know, it's very similar to think about the people of Israel. When God took Israel out of the land of Egypt, Things began very well. And then it didn't take too long. And Israel began to depart from the way of the Lord. You remember in the book of Exodus when Moshe went to Mount Sinai to receive the, the law, even before the law was brought down into the camp. Our people Israel have already broken the law but by making golden calf. And they said these are the God that brought you out of the land of Egypt. And again and again if you remember the 40 years in the wilderness instead of appreciating what God had done for them yet the grumbling and the complaining and God did not allow the generation that, that, that came out of Egypt to enter even to the promised land. Their children Went in, and the rest died physically in the wilderness, Bamidbar. But he said, and when we look at the history of Israel, it's a repetition of of failure, and God had to raise uh, judges and prophets and kings. Some were good, and some were not. Well. It's a sad history, failure of Israel. But God is faithful to his people Israel, even though his people Israel failed. But you see, it's the, the reality It is the same thing with the church, the assembly. Everything began good, Act chapter 2, we just read that. But as time went on, church history that is now 2,000 years things went sour. There's always a glimpse here and there in church history. But the sad thing is that even today, now as we live in the last days of the church age, the message of the gospel remained the same. But the church failed. If you will read Revelation chapter 2 and 3, The Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, wrote seven letters to seven assemblies in Asia Minor. To Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Seven churches. Things began good in the days of the Ephesian Ephesus which represent the early days of the assembly. But as time passes by, church history has been very, very sad. God didn't change. The message of the gospel didn't change. The Lord Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah didn't change. But the condition, the spiritual condition of the church did not remain healthy. And yet God is faithful that the message of the gospel will continue to be preached throughout the world and God is asking His own people to rise up and live for Him and love Him and serve Him. And that, what believers in the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, called to live for the Lord, for Yeshua the Messiah, in the midst of a sad condition that existed in whatever era, whatever period of time in assembly history we are born into, we are called to live for the Lord with the help of the Lord, of course. And this very little verse, very small portion in Leviticus chapter twenty-three, verse twenty-two where the reaping will be done, but to leave for the many others that may come to know and enjoy the, the food, the spiritual food, which really represent the bread that came from heaven, Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah. Yet, we fail, and the Lord calls us to be restored, practically to enjoy relationship with Him. And so as we are uh, 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 ending this uh, uh, message that speaks about verse 22 of Leviticus chapter 22 uh, Leviticus chapter 23 we realize that in this single verse we see really the age that is now nearly 2,000 years long. And soon this age will come to an end. Soon the Lord, Yeshua the Messiah, is going to come to take this heavenly company, the ecclesia, the church, to be with him, to take them to glory, to heaven. And then he's going to come to continue to deal directly with the nation of Israel and ultimately restore Israel to himself and establish that which he had promised uh, to the earthly people of Israel. I want to read for you a verse in uh, in, um, the Gospel of John before the Lord Jesus, before the Lord Yeshua died. Notice what he said. He said to the disciples in verses 1, 2, and 3, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mentioned, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, he said to the disciples who are going now to be the foundation of the church, the assembly, the ecclesia, he said, if I go, for them and for the rest of the believers in this present age. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and notice and will receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. In other words, my dear friend, the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, had promised that he will return to take out of this world those that belong to him, those that belong to the assembly, the ecclesia, which represented by the poor and the stranger, seen in Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 22. This long age of 2,000 years is a representation of this uh, uh, um, uh, age called the assembly. Israel is still not established. Most of our people do not have acknowledged the God of Israel. Most of the nation of Israel is still blind. Israel will come to know the Messiah as a nation. Once the Messiah will return during a special time called Jacob's trouble, the tribulation. But until then, the gospel goes on throughout the nations of the world to be preached to both Jew and Gentile to come to know Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah. I want to just, before I'm going to conclude, I want to read to you this verse. It's found in Romans chapter 11 and verse 25, with the apostle Shaul Paul reminded the believers, the Christian, the Meshichim at Rome, and he said to them, I would not brethren, verse 25 of Romans 11, I would not brethren that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceit, or conceits, that blindness in part happened to Israel. Until today, there is partial blindness that it set upon the nation of Israel. Partial, not complete, because there are many, many Jewish people over the last 2000 years who became believers that acknowledge that Yeshua, Jesus, is indeed the the Messiah, the Savior. So there's a partial blindness that happened to the nation of Israel temporarily. And notice he continues and he says, until, until when? Until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. Until the full numbers of the Gentiles who would come in to be part of the assembly with the Jewish believers to make one body, one body of Christ, body of Mashiach. Until that age is going to come to an end, Israel is partially blind partially hardened but then notice Shaul Paul doesn't stop he says and then and so once the full the end of this church age will come to its fruition then all Israel shall be saved taking us to the future day which may be at any time and represented in the fall feasts of the Lord, which we are going to touch in our next meeting, next visits together. And all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, there shall come out of Zion the Deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob, for this is my covenant unto them when I shall take away their sins." As concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sakes, he is saying to the nation. But, he continued, as touching the election, they are beloved for their father's sake. For the gift and calling of God are without repentance. Irrevocable. In other words, beloved friend, what we really learn here from this one single verse, in uh, Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 22 that this one single verse represents the age of the church, of the assembly. Now, we don't know, we don't have any dates here in Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 22. You notice that there were dates On Passover, Nisan the 14th. Of unleavened bread, Nisan the 15th. Of first fruits, it says on the first day after the Shabbat. On Shavuot, on the Feast of Pentecost, 50 days after. But verse 22, we don't have any dates. And that represents the long period of time in which we live in today, which we do not know when it's going to be, when the end will come. It can be at any time now because... Already 2,000 years have passed by and God is appealing to many more to turn to him to accept the, the, the Savior, the Mashir, the Messiah to recognize that he is the one that died on the tree in order to pay for our sins. And we appeal to you to turn to him, to acknowledge him, to recognize that the only way of salvation is through him. There is no other way. But soon, the church age will come to an end. Because according to Revelation chapter 2 and 3, as I mentioned, it began with Ephesus and it will end with the Laodicea, which is a sad state of the church, which represent the last days of the assembly. God is have, uh, uh, soon and very soon, the Lord going to come and uh, begin to judge this world, refuse him. He's going to take the heavenly company, the true believers, out of here. He will allow Israel and the nation of the world to go through the tribulation period. And ultimately he will restore Israel and establish the Messianic kingdom that he promised through the prophets of Israel. And so it is so important for us to recognize that there is a need to come to the Lord Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, today. Today, it is the day of grace. Today is a day in which God appeals to mankind. And that's why, when we are going out to spread the message of the gospel, Whoever we are, we are sharing the message of the grace of God faithfully to the Lord. The message is to be proclaimed faithfully. So the poor, the ani, and the stranger, the ger, will come to accept the Messiah Jesus and be fed, you might say spiritually fed, and become born again, born from above, by acknowledging that they have sinned. that he paid for their sins. How wonderful it is to be part of a redeemed company today. We live in today. There's no way of salvation through any other means except through the person of the Lord Jesus, the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. Have you turned to him by faith? Have you recognized That the only way of salvation is through him. Do you know that your sins are forgiven? Do you know where you're going, where you're going to spend eternity? Well, it's so important to come to a point that we turn to the Lord. The Lord Jesus, the Lord Yeshua the Messiah, and accept him as our Lord and Savior. I'm going to close. With this one single verse that is found in Romans chapter 10. Here is what we read in the scripture that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, the Lord Yeshua, and shalt believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart a man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, Confession is made unto salvation, unto Yeshua, as we say in Hebrew. Well, my dear friend, may God bless you and may the Lord draw you to be part of this heavenly company of redeemed people, Yehudi Vagoi, Jew and Gentile, who are united together in that one single body called the Body of Messiah, heavenly company that will be taken to be in heaven with our Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, and then come with him and reign with him once he restore his people, his earthly people of Israel, in the future day. Well, may God bless you, and may God lead him to know the Lord Yeshua, whom to know is eternal life. Take care. Shut up, shut up.